0: Welcome to the Tid Lounge. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. Welcome to Thanksgiving week, and this week, so many things to be thankful for. Our listeners, for my podcast co-host, you, Corrine. Oh, back at (laughs) you. (laughs) And our very special guest today on another segment of Advisor Highlight, one of my really good friends in the industry, Kathy Santos. So I am looking forward to having listeners listen to this conversation because I'm always interested in hearing what other people's business models are, how they feel about, you know, what success means to them, things like that. So I'm super grateful, even more grateful than usual this week.
1: Yeah, and stick around till the end because we do have some excess baggage for you. This episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit VoyagerSocial.ai to take Toby for a walk.
0: Hey, Kathy. Thank you so much for joining us on this segment of Advisor Highlight. And I remember when Karine and I were talking about Starting this segment, I absolutely added you onto the list, and I can't wait for our listeners to learn more about you. So I know all about you, but please introduce yourself for those who don't know you, and tell us what your business is.
2: Yeah, um, Catherine Santos. Most people call me Kathy. Thanks so much for having me here. Um, I own KGS Events and Travel. I live in Brentwood, California, and yeah, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. And Kathy and I were recently on a, an Avalon fam together. And when I tell you it was so fun, like that doesn't even begin to describe it. So I'm like, I can't wait to have her on. Um, so describe your business model, because I know in the industry, a lot of advisors, we all work differently. So what's your business model? So I,
2: my business model is a home based agency. It allows us to earn a commission based on the total cost of the trip booked our niches, luxury travel with a special focus on destination weddings, honeymoons, and romantic getaways.
0: So I remember you were describing one of the weddings that you worked on, and you were actually in destination with a wedding party, and they were at the club. Is that something that you are open to sharing in terms of, like, giving our listeners just to look into the kind of, travel advisor, destination wedding expert that you are?
2: Yeah, I mean, they wanted, this particular um, wedding wanted an after party. So after their wedding, you know how it shuts down around maybe 10 or 11 o'clock outdoors, and Mm -hmm. they wanted to continue the party. And so they did ask me about that. I went and spoke with the manager of the club, and I said I wanted two booths there if they want um if you can and we just brought everybody from the party they had changed some of them and came in and literally continued the party with bottle services at the club and they were there probably like two or three o'clock I definitely sneaked out but it was I I didn't even want to go but (laughs) the groom and the bride was like um you're gonna be there right and are you changing you don't need to change you could just come and I'm like okay (laughs)
0: But it was fun. Tiring, but fun. And um, it was at an all-inclusive resort, right? It wasn't like out in California somewhere. Which resort were you at? That one was at um, Hard Rock Hotel Riviera Maya. Yeah. So you
2: remember they have the, a club there? Yes. Actually, yes. back then, it was before that they renovated it. So there was actually a pool there too. So it's quite funny for some of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and is this kind of part of what you do when you do events? Are you usually present for the event or the wedding or is this a one-off?
2: You know what, in the past I was. So it was part of a service that I offered um, to do some part of their wedding planning as well um, because that was kind of my background. I did wedding planning before I merged my business um, into travel. So that's why it was kind of an easier way for me to say that's my niche. So, um, right now though, it's just a lot to take on. Um, so unless they really need me and it's a referral, I would normally just do the travel planning portion.
1: All right. And do you charge fees? Yes, I do. In all cases? Correct. Yes. More so of destination weddings,
2: um, honeymoons, anything, um, intricate honeymoons and, um, Actually, Europe and travel, like a more customized um, itinerary, yes. Okay,
0: cool. And what would you say is the biggest challenge you are dealing with right now?
2: Well, I would say right now is juggling and maintaining my credibility and also visibility, really staying relevant. So, a little background I know Teresa knows this, but I was doing a dual job as a BDM, business development manager. For an event company, and um, while I juggled working for them, I also did my business. But I rarely had a chance to like market my own business and constantly tell them that yes, I still do travel, so that is what I'm currently having my biggest challenge it's really going out there and putting a hundred percent of my time and um like relearning everything right so making sure i am up to date with the information so i can provide to the clients um yeah so organizing
0: that and finding my time to stay informed and what are some of the tools or um resources that you're using in order to keep yourself updated in order to because i know now you're uh, you're back to focusing a hundred percent on your travel agency what how are you you try accomplishing or addressing your challenge? Well,
2: um, in the last few weeks, um, I have connected with people that I do know. I start with the people I know, whether they're suppliers right now. Um, I've had that in my background, um, while working as a BDM to begin with. So I connect with them and then I go back and I'm like, Hey, so what's going on? Like, is there any really started off with group trips? Um, retraining for destination wedding certifications that's what i've done Um, learning any destination and hotel year that is luxury travel so really diving into that spectrum Um, yeah that's pretty much what i've started on and it has a lot to do with traveling so
1: juggling that right now
2: is what is going on
1: (laughs) i'm just curious the nerd in me wants to know how are you organizing your information as you learn about the different hoteliers and suppliers and destinations? How are you organizing this information?
2: I am currently writing them all down in like an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. Um, yeah, we, on the training port platforms, anything that was retraining, we do have a booklet that they offer to us. So it's been doing that way.
0: Nice. Yeah, I saw Kareen's face change because Kareen is against anything paper. So when you, I, when initially you were like, I'm just writing things down, her face was like one way, and then you're like on an Excel spreadsheet, and then her face like lit up again, like, okay. <laughs> oh, <that's> no, like- <laughs> I try my hardest. I know I do
2: write things down, um, but it's honestly, it's on my notes. It's on my iCloud drive because I do share a lot of my drive with my admin. So whatever I have to write, she needs to know. So I've learned to do that. So it's like live, when it needs to be updated, it has to be that way. And I travel, with, like all of you, we travel everywhere and I'm afraid to lose everything. So
0: now everything has yeah. to be where I can access <laughs> exactly. it immediately. Right? Yes, so, yeah. yes absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, where are you getting the bulk of your clients? How do people find you? And I know you mentioned, you know, staying relevant and, you know, relearning things, maybe including marketing. So this might change, but how are you staying visible to your clients right now? Well,
2: right now, social media, right? But a bulk of my clients are actually from referrals of past clients, whether they're wedding couples, their wedding guests, um, any previous FIT clients. Um, That is where I'm getting pretty much a Good majority of my you know my business now just recently um, I've gotten a couple of inquiries on my website so and it's, it's look um, yeah r- random and local to where nice. I live yeah so I was like oh okay that <laughs> I did not <laughs> it's just because I'm so used to getting referrals like I would say 85% of referrals
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe,
2: But that's the way to and, go.
1: It's so much easier yeah. to close a referral or a repeat client. I just did my numbers for this year, year to date. I 100% of my clients have been repeat or referral, which I love because I, I walk into easier. it with already a leg up, you know what right. I mean? And I'm going to close it a lot more quickly. And But it is always fun to get some fresh blood flowing through too. I mean, you have to eventually... It's exciting that people are just running across your website because SEO is kind of tough. And, and I
2: agree. Uh, I was actually, and then to find out they're local. So now I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's good. Now I've got to go and <laughs> maybe try to market that because I did not in the past. And that's something I need to get a hold of pretty much.
0: So um, you had mentioned now with the change in your time, you've got you know more time to dedicate, basically one hundred percent to your business. What are your future plans to grow your business? Whether it's you know, I don't know if you have any advisors who work with you or your solo advisor. What are your future plans?
2: Honestly, I've done the advisor part in the past, but I think right now um, my plan is to hire more additional administrative help. Um, I think that is I'm a good salesperson, so I think I'm good at that angle and um, whether it's virtual help and or local. So I do have one that's local and just to take care of everyday things and requests. And, you know, we we have so many hats. We wear so many hats. So it'd be nice to just delegate a bunch of those so I can maintain and concentrate and focus on getting clients. So um and for me, that would be like at an agency level, I would say. But for mm-hmm. me personally, I really want to get into as well as I think I know destination weddings like really well. But I want to get into wellness and retreat niche market.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: maybe a little more of corporate incentives. I've done a little I've dabbled a little bit on corporate incentives in the past and I did small companies like that mm-hmm. and I'm good with that. But I don't know. I think personal growth for me, health and wellness has been huge. I love going to spas. I know Teresa knows that. (laughs) Um, I know there's more than just a spa and um, really the wellness aspect of it and maybe doing some type of retreats. That has been, um, I think, a goal of mine for years now. And I think I really want to dive into that a little more in 2024.
1: So to summarize your growth plans, you Mm -hmm. want to get more admin help so that you can sort of expand the portfolio of the things that you offer so that you have time to focus on getting to know
0: those things and marketing those things?
2: Correct. Yeah.
0: I love it. So what are some of the things that you have your admin staff work on for you? Um, Well... (laughs) Well, she does
2: a lot. I used to have to, but then she does a lot. So she does um, my everyday emails, basically looking at the requests, answering them, um, booking stuff for me, booking hotels. Usually it's within the group. So she'll do that as well. Um, She'll do final docs, which we, you know, it's a long lengthy process as well. Um, She does the VCRM, which is our CRM um, tool. So she does that. On the back end, um, yeah, but the she does a lot of that and any of the rewards things that we have to go do. I'm
1: so bad and, at those. Woo, right? I can't imagine <laughs> how much I have left on the table just out of pure. I know. No time to worry about it's it. It's
2: just it's kind of your last thing, but it's also a process. So I'm like, hey, everybody's out. Let's go and add all this stuff in. So, um, but I still need more. Like. You know, I used to have someone doing updating the websites and doing some type of social media and training. And um, so it'd be nice to do that as well.
1: And they're different skills. Uh, Teresa and I have talked about this a few times that, you know, as travel agency owners, we have learned to wear every hat in the business. And it's hard for us to realize when we bring someone on, that's just not natural to people to just do everything. Social media, bookkeeping, admin, you know, like, so you really do have to get different people for different things if you really want them done well. Yes, and a VA can do a lot of things pretty okay, but when it comes to marketing and stuff like that, you want somebody who's gonna be really effective.
2: Yeah, I agree. And my um, previously I did have two and she couldn't do the everyday email. So she did like kind of things where the final docs, it's not necessarily right now. So that was easier for us just because I knew that what my other admin did the everyday, So those tasks and now, yeah, we kind of need another.
1: It's good when you can look at what you have and know, okay, this person is really good at these things, so I'm going to have them do those. Uh, This person's really good at these things. Where are the gaps and how can I find people to fill them? And particularly with things like social media um, or um, website stuff, luckily, it's very easy to find contractors, even on just a project basis, so you don't have to hire somebody on
2: consistently. But I think my new challenge with that is um, because I haven't done it before is virtual. So I've heard a lot of people who love it. So it's just trying to figure out like, okay, so what can they do? Like I know they can do everything too, but what can I delegate to them?
0: So the whole email triaging thing has been something that I have been curious about for a really long time. And every time I hear an advisor talk about it, I'm like, okay, tell me what, your strategy is so when you have your admin go through your inbox, what does that look like? Like, do they go through your inbox like three times a day, just once in the morning and then do they send you what you need to work on? How what does that look like?
2: So a lot that's going on right now, um, we both taggle, you know, pretty much do it both looking at email. So what's been going on right now is getting input for like a wedding that I'm doing. And it's all the inquiries like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. So I have kind of like a draft made of responses already done. And she pretty much knows, Okay, so this is the response for they're really just looking for um, quick answers as to how much it costs, you know, what's what's included in it and blah, blah, blah. That's pretty much it. And it's like written down and she just responds to that. And then we have what we call I know we have it on our CRM tool that we can do, but we also actually have it on a drive where it's an Excel spreadsheet and we list everything that we do for each client. Again, it's like a secondary kind of thing that I love to do. So I know what she's worked on when I'm away. So like I've been traveling lately and I've had all these requests. So as soon as they come through our inbox and also, cause they also come through our, my forms. So they either do the forms or do the inbox. So she'll do anything that comes into forms; it's automatically added into our drive. So as because it's already in our um, CRM, but it's also added to our drive because our drive has little tabs that says, "Did you send them a quote? Did you send them this? Did you?" Send? And then any notes that she may have or questions that she didn't know of, um, and she knows I'm traveling. Then we schedule a time during the week to go through everything, really. But that's pretty much how we're handling it. Um, but like I said, she pretty much does a lot when I'm gone.
0: That sounds it's, like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <laughs> templates. We always think about having templates set so you can just <sighs> copy and paste and like send them out. So um, it's just maybe- easier. It's easier. It's yeah, easier. Exactly.
2: for sure. I mean, at first I was like, she's like, OK, so I know this is what and she's really good. So she drafts up what she thinks she should do and on um, the emails. Um, and then I'll look through and she's like, just look at this draft and tell me if I need to add to it. And then I'll, if I have a draft, I'll be like, just copy and paste that and put whatever you just added. It's perfect. So she'll know from there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we'll already have the contract pricing and all that stuff. So everything is really drawn up there for her to go and inquire. And then, um, If clients are ready, it's a different thing now because I do not only destination weddings for um, all inclusives. I do it worldwide. So I'm doing one in the Philippines. So it's kind of different. Mm -hmm. And you go direct. um, So that's something new, too, (laughs) for -hmm. both of us. And so she's like, wait, where do I do that? And so they do something different um, where they ask for a complete list by a certain date. So all we do is when all those clients that say they want to go and give me the dates and what room category they want and how many people in the list of names. We just put them on a spreadsheet and let's just say the end of this week, we give them to the hotel year and they all book it all at once. So that's something different that we've never done. So quite interesting.
0: Have to update and change all the time. (laughs) It keeps things exciting. I feel like when I get to a point where I no longer feel challenged. I just start getting bored. So that's a great way to just keep things fresh. (laughs) I agree. I agree. But also this, right? Communicating.
2: We've always have a bunch of core travel advisors that we just bounce ideas off of. And I love that because there could be something that you both do that may make my life a hundred times better. So, yeah working smarter definitely is key
0: and in this industry because we all have different business models we all have different goals that we want to reach and in the same vein we define success differently so how do you define success you know i had to really think about that
2: question teresa at first i was like okay i want this 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 but then I just realized like it's also a personal concept and it's a mod podge of achieving like blending things that you want. Right. Achieving my goals, either personal or um, professional, um, like personal goals, professional goals and maintaining a positive impact um, on those around me. Really, Um, that can be when I mean, professional accomplishments it could be combination of financial achievements, client relationships that i love, industry recognitions that we do and really having a genuine passion for creating like really well exceptional travel moments for people. Like that's a goal in itself. When i look and see an itinerary that i've created i'm like oh my god, that was amazing. i need to do this <laughs> Itinerary myself, like you know, it's an achievement. Personally, yes. I think that's successful, yeah. and then really another term. And when I say blending both things, my personal well being, I need life to align with my values, right? Um, being positive, try to be positive, and just bringing out to everyone in the community. And it's just really learning, consistently, learning being your authentic self, being resilient because this industry is not for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going for like the way your business feels.
2: The success is a that. feeling,
1: not just yeah. numbers. Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. It's always just been a feeling. I mean, yeah, pretty much.
0: I, agree. I like that. The feeling of success.
2: Yeah. Cause it could, be so much so much in um in business and life and you know like because personal growth right if you feel successful it will go on to your business it will just move forward towards that and you can see it you can feel it and everybody will feel that as well I mean I don't think if could you imagine being with someone who hates what they do I mean I know we've seen that And we felt that and you're like oh god maybe she needs to get another job or he needs to get a job (laughs) Uh, but we've seen those people and i just i'm like i don't want to be that yeah and i think it's okay to just take a break sometimes take a break that's much needed
0: absolutely
1: definitely agree with that
0: Well, Kathy, thank you again so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us for another segment of Advisor Highlight. And I wish you the most success. And I can't wait until the next time we hang out. I know. Thank you so much.
2: It was such a blast. I really appreciate the both of you.
1: Thanks for coming. It's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, cruise lines are rolling out further cancellations of Israel port visits, with most cancellations going into 2024. Two lines have even gone so far as to cancel all Israel and Egypt calls for all of 2024. Another one from them says that the Tourism Authority of Thailand's New York and Toronto offices have banded together to launch a joint flagship project to help travel advisors learn more about the destination during a luxury travel forum in January 2024. Head to the link in our show notes to learn more and be considered as an attendee. Travel Weekly reports that Celestial announced Thursday it acquired the 2003-built Aida Aura, the oldest ship in the Aida fleet. The ship sailed exclusively for German-line Aida cruises and will be renamed the Celestial Discovery. Another one from them says that Blue Diamond Resorts has opened the adults-only hideaway at Royalton Blue Waters, an Autograph collection all-inclusive resort in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Travel Pulse reports that the U.S. Department of State is warning American citizens who are traveling and have issued a worldwide caution. Due to increased tensions in various locations around the world, the potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests, the Department of State advises U.S. citizens overseas to exercise increased caution. According to Travel Agent Central, the Blue Lagoon in Iceland, which on November 9th closed to increased seismic activity in the region, has extended its planned closure from November 16th through the end of the month. They also report that Tauc has expanded its partnership with Rocky Mountaineer to introduce two new North American journeys that each include a two-day rail component. Our high note today is late, but we want to celebrate the return of Dondra Ritzenthaler to the cruise industry as the new CEO of Azamara. And that's it for Excess Baggage.
0: Just a reminder that all the articles in Excess Baggage can be found in the show notes. And we want to thank Kathy once again for joining us on this segment of Advisor Highlights. Absolutely. If you've enjoyed this episode,
1: please sub- please subscribe, leave a review and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes.
0: If you would like to be highlighted or know someone who our community would love to learn about, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week.